Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. <laughs> Kia ora, everybody. I'm Jordan, host of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. It's my hope that you find support and comfort in these stories, and I'm really looking forward to bringing you today's episode. Just a reminder before we get started that these are personal experiences and you should always seek medical advice before making any important decisions. I'm not an advocate for any particular model of birth or birth care, and this is simply a platform to share these empowering Kiwi birth tales with you all. In today's episode of Kiwi Birth Tales, I speak with Amber Reid about the birth of her first son. Amber is a Kiwi and so is her partner. They currently live in Newcastle, Australia. So she takes us through the differences between the Australian and New Zealand healthcare systems in terms of giving birth. She had a really fast labor and it's a great story to listen to. So I hope you enjoy the episode as much as I do. Hi, Amber. Thanks so much for joining me on the podcast today. No worries. Thank you for having me. No problem. Would you like to tell our listeners a little bit about you and your family, where you live? Yeah, sure. Okay. So my name is Amber Reed. Um, I am 23 years old and I am a young mama to, or new mum to my, oh, he's a month tomorrow, my new baby <laughs> Rome, <laughs> one month old and my fiance and partner Willis, um, and we, us three live over here in Newcastle. So we're both, sorry, we're all Kiwis. All three of us. He's probably, he's going to be an Australian citizen though, <laughs> Romus. <laughs> yeah. But all three of us are Kiwis. Um, and we've moved over here to Newcastle in Australia about five years ago now. So we've been together for just coming up to six years. Um, and we moved over, um, together to live with, um, my mum, my stepdad over here. So part of my family, um, the rest of our families in New Zealand. So yeah, we're living in Newcastle, New South Wales at the moment. Yeah. Awesome. Lovely. And what part of New Zealand are you from? Um, Auckland, both of us. So I actually grew up in Tauranga, um, um, in Auckland first, then went through schooling in Tauranga, went to high school in Auckland and then moved over here. So a bit of both really. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And what was the journey like to pregnancy for you guys? Were you planning on having a baby? Was it a happy surprise? What was that like? Uh, it was very short. <laughs> we weren't. <laughs> yeah. we, we, it was planned. I, it definitely was planned. Um, but it happened straight away. I guess. Um, yeah. So actually, I wasn't on contraception for a long time. I reckon like six months to twelve-ish months. Um, and but I wasn't necessarily trying. It was just like if it happened, it happened. I feel like a lot of people yeah. are like that. Um, but what had what did happen is probably in not yeah, right before I fell pregnant, I actually started looking into the app flow. 
<laughs> which um, can track your ovulation. So it was the first time I was actually really looking into stuff like that. And because I was thinking, oh my, you know, the thoughts run through your head, like, am I not even going to be able to fall pregnant? Yeah, I haven't, yeah. you know, I haven't been on contraception for a long time and nothing's happened. Um, so I started thinking like that. And anyway, I got this app flow and started to track my ovulation for the first time ever and learn a little bit more about that. And anyway, the first time I did it, I felt pregnant. So where I checked my ovulation, we obviously had sex. And then uh, a month later or whatever it was, found out I was pregnant. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) So very short and easy. Awesome. I think those um, apps are so interesting. And I'm the same. I haven't been on contraception for about three years, but I've just been using that app the whole time. Um, Yeah. And it doesn't always work for everybody, but I think it's so interesting when it does. So that's cool. I haven't heard of Flow. I use a different one called Cycles, but um, uh, yeah, yeah, I had really no idea about any of it to be honest. So <laughs> yeah. I did learn a lot, and all of a sudden, then yep, I was pregnant. <laughs> yeah, awesome. And how did you find out that you were pregnant? Did you miss your period, or you had other symptoms? Yeah, I missed my period. So a long story. I'll try and keep it short. So what happened? So I had missed my period, and because I was tracking and I was aware of that. I missed it and a few days um, had passed and I hadn't missed my period coming. Like I had a really consistent period coming to this point. So I was thinking, oh, it's really missed this date. Um, I took a pregnancy test probably like three or so days later and it came back negative. And I was like, oh, okay, you know, strange. Um, and that was that. And then another few days passed and it still hadn't come. And what I had done, I was feeling a little bit different this day. Like I, I didn't necessarily, I don't even know what it was. I think I was just getting a little bit like dizzy-ish or hot flushes, but it wasn't too intense that I thought, you know, this could be a sign, but yeah. I still had to miss my period. So I was like, you know what? I'm going to go down to Aldi, which is around the corner, um, which is a supermarket here to get a pregnancy test anyway. Um, I left Wills and I went and did that. And then I went to Aldi and they don't even sell pregnancy tests. So I was like, okay, draining. What do I do? I'm like, you know what? I'll go to the next supermarket to get one. And so I left there, went to Coles a little bit further on and I was standing there and I was thinking, do I get the, the one pack or the three pack? And I was thinking, you know, uh, you know what? I came to the decision. I'm not going to try again after this. So I'll get the one. Went all the way home, sat down on the toilet and dropped it in the toilet. Oh, no. <laughs> so I dropped the oh pregnancy test in the toilet. So I'm sitting there with my hands <laughs> on my knees, like about to cry because yeah. it was such a mission to get it. And I was like, you know what? This is a sign. I'm not going to try any, you know, I'm not going to even get another pregnancy test. It obviously means I'm not. <laughs> Just, you know, like listen to the yeah. universe. Yeah. And then so after that, that same day actually was going to the beach. It was um, the middle of summer. I was going to the beach with my friend and I had told her about my draining morning. <laughs> and she's like, you know what, Amber, let's go get a pregnancy test just to clear your mind, clear your conscience. We'll just do it in the public toilets, you know, go to the supermarket and then we'll just carry on to the beach. You know, at least you won't be able to think about it. You'll be able to have a clear conscience. And I was like, okay, sweet. We went in, went into the, <laughs> the public toilets of all places. <laughs> and sure enough, you know, peed on it and it came back positive. And I just was like, what? We were standing there both like looking at each other for ages yeah, you know, in shock. Like what the heck? Obviously we didn't go to the beach. We went straight home <laughs> and decided how we were going to tell Willis. But yeah, that was my long story. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. And how were you feeling? Did you notice anything sort of long after that, any pregnancy symptoms or were you feeling fine? 
Not re- I was, well, first, once the initial shock went down, I was feeling really good about it. Yeah. Um, I was just, just obviously in that state of shock where I was like, oh my gosh, what the heck, you know? Yeah. Um, and I, in terms of kind of symptoms and everything after that, not really. I didn't have anything, um, for a little bit after that. And I was feeling good, um, until a little bit later on. Um, and then I was just getting that kind of extreme fatigue, tiredness type yeah. thing at the start of my first trimester. Um, but other than that, not really much else. I was pretty lucky. Yeah. Awesome. And how did Willis react? How did you end up telling him? <laughs> he was lying on the couch when I had it. So I went back to her house and so I was kind of still in shock. Like, oh my God, I'm going to go back and tell him. And I wished I had filmed it and done it a little <laughs> bit more special, but you know, you're just so excited. So he was yeah. like asleep <laughs> and I had woken him up and he, you know what? He just stared at me for so long. And I'm like, um, is this, you know, like what? He, it was just like, he was so spaced out looking at me and then he smiled and he was, you know, just smiled and said nothing still. And I'm like, Oh my God, say something. But it was obviously he was just trying to process it through his head. But then, oh yeah, he was really happy after that. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Well, very cool. And do you yeah. want to take us through, um, I guess what you did next. So in New Zealand, I don't know if you know what this um, system is like in New Zealand when you get pregnant, but you sort of have to find your own midwife. So you go onto this find your midwife website um, and have a look through and then you call them and see if they're available, which really often they're not. (laughs) Um, Yeah. But that's sort of the process in New Zealand. So do you want to take us through what it's like in Australia and what you did next? Yeah, sure. That's actually kind of cool. I've heard from my midwife that the New Zealand system is quite good. Um, too. So, and the whole plunket system as well. So that's really interesting. Yeah. But, um, how it worked here or what I did next was I went to the doctors pretty much, um, just like the GP and she does a few tests, kind of confirms you're pregnant. Um, and then I went and did blood tests, just all of that through the GP. Um, yeah. and once that had all kind of, I think it was still a good, like obviously she confirmed that I was pregnant. Everything came back, um, and telling, I think when I went in and she told me, I was like, I could be anything from seven to nine weeks. And that was like a shock to me because, yeah, it just seemed so far along. Um, yeah. And then from there, then she gives you a referral. So you tell her um, kind of what hospital or whatever you were thinking of. Um, actually, she put me through to a obstetrician first, but I didn't go down that path I decided. Yeah. Um, and I just wanted to go through the normal kind of hospital thing is I was quite healthy and young and all the rest of it. Um, so then I went and saw the, went to the hospital. So that was the next step. I can't remember how many weeks I was, but it was early on. Um, and then from there, they, they go through and ask you a billion, trillion kind of basic questions, just about everything. Um, and then, then you can answer, ask, um, or sorry, choose where you want to go from there. So you could just go through the normal hospital system and come to the hospital for all of your checkups here and see just whoever you see. Um, or you can go through a group um, practice. So that's what I decided to do. And the difference with that is I really wanted to have a midwife I saw every single time. That's the same yeah. lady, which I think you can, yes, yeah, quite similar in New Zealand. I'm not sure. Um, and yes, yeah, so I decided to go through that way instead. And so then they put me onto her. It's still run through um, the John Hunter hospital, which is the hospital here. Um, but it's a separate place, um, total different area. Um, and then I'd go in 
and see her each time. And she's absolutely lovely. So yeah, that's, and if she wasn't there or was away, um, then I would have one other person who I would have met already. So that was the difference um, with that. And I just really like that. So you can kind of build a relationship yeah. um, with her. So yeah, that's, that was the next step. And then I was just going through all of my antenatal appointments um, with her. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And do you have to pay for like your scans and, and different things over here in Australia or is it all free? Um, no, I didn't have to pay for anything unless you want to do get the photos of your scan. You actually can't get oh, that yeah. here. Yeah. So just like the normal um, kind of scans that you've just been asked to get. I can't even remember what the dates are when you get them. Um, but yeah, that's all. It was all, I've actually been asked a few questions about that too. And no, there was, I didn't have to pay for anything throughout the whole like thing. Yeah, it's yeah. all free. Awesome. Cool. And what was the rest of your sort of pregnancy experience like? Obviously once you started to grow and how were you feeling um beginning to get a bump and did you have any morning sickness or anything like that to battle with? Um yeah, so I had a I was one of those really annoying ones. I had a great experience. <laughs> there was a few things along the way definitely, but I had no morning sickness other than that extreme fatigue at the start, which was the only thing. It was quite hard. Like I am a fitness trainer, so I was doing early mornings where I wake up at like four o'clock <laughs> and um, then I finish at 10 and, and I'd sleep throughout the whole day. And then I'd go back to work in the afternoon for the afternoon classes. Yeah. So I was just really tired all the time. But other than that, like I didn't feel sick or nauseous or kind of any other, you know, bad, I guess you'd say symptoms. Um, and the only other thing I really struggled with was the body changes, probably the most out of anything, yeah. um, especially in that first trimester where you just, you were noticing, you know, and you, you know, all the changes in your body and it's very new. And I've obviously been someone, like I said, I'm a fitness trainer that has been really into my fitness and my physique and everything. I put a lot of time and energy into that. And then to all of a sudden have no control. And just see it change in front of your eyes. That was really hard. Even though there's a baby in there, I guess because you don't necessarily have a big bump at that point, it's hard to keep yeah. reminding yourself like there is a baby in there, you know, like you're not <laughs> yeah. just getting fat. And I did struggle a bit with that. I had a few instances. Um, I went to Bali actually at the start and um, I found that hard just kind of trying on clothes. I just remember being in a changing room and I just got all of these items that I thought I would fit size eight to 10. And I just, I grabbed them all and not one of them fit me. And I just remember just standing in there, like looking at myself, bawling my eyes out yeah. just because this, you know, just dealing with those initial changes that like I'm not that same size anymore. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. That was the biggest thing actually for me. Yeah. Cool. I think a lot of people can probably relate to the body yeah. changes. Um, I know for yeah. me, I'm 22 weeks at the moment and I've experienced that for the whole time. Like you try your yeah. whole life to focus on your physique and not losing weight, but just looking healthy and feeling healthy. And then all of a sudden it's out of your control. It can be really exactly. difficult. <laughs> and I really think it, it is that control thing. It's just, you've got, you can't do anything. Yeah. about it so I think just getting used to that and 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 saying that I'm, I am like you like I it was it did carry on through the whole of my pregnancy it didn't just go away yeah. um I did feel better but at the start it was the hardest just making those initial adjustments but yeah I don't know and and even like after you have the baby it's again dealing with those body yeah. image changes um yeah. and it's just I guess like a, another journey and thing you just got to live with and learn yeah, yeah, sure. 
Awesome. And what did you do in terms of like, did you go to an antenatal class or did you do anything else to sort of educate yourself and get ready for your labor and birth? Yeah. So I did, I went to a breastfeeding um, class through the hospital that provided it, but I did, um, I didn't go through the the rest of the classes. I decided to do a hypnobirthing online course. So I did the hypnobubs one here um, in Australia and because a few people actually had recommended that through Instagram and I was like, okay, you know, I want to give that a go. It was very much my sort of thing at the start. I thought hypno birthing kind of sounded very airy fairy, which I think a lot of people do, you know, have that initial, you know, thing about that. And it, it did kind of feel like that at the start. Um, but once I got into it, I just learned a lot. It was very much about the mindset, which what I was saying is it's very me. Um, I know how important our whole perspective is and our mindset is on everything. So I feel like that aligned with my sort of vibe and values very well. Yeah. Um, did I learn heaps out of it? I'm not sure. You know, <laughs> looking back on it, I think I, it was really good to strip because it puts a lot of focus on the, the concept of fear through pregnancy, um, sorry, through labor and um, trying to strip that away. And it is kind of, I guess, um, put into our brains is not necessarily like it talks about like back in the days that like, you didn't have all of this, what's the word, you know, um, like media and um, yeah. focus on it being so painful. Um it's just something that happened. It was a natural thing. And we've really installed this concept of fear as time goes on. And it talks about that a lot and really um, helps you try to strip it away. And I feel like that's the biggest thing I got out of it. And I I looked at labor in a different way, um, very natural and um, just letting your body do what it's supposed to do. And that's probably the most I got out of it Um, as well as like the um, breathing techniques and, um, just, I guess it, it talks about the normal stuff you would too in a normal hospital type, yeah. um, birthing course. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, th- I, I didn't, I, like you'll hear a little bit later on. I didn't have a hypno birth as such. Yeah. But yeah. yeah. And did Willis do that course with you? Yeah. So there's only, so a lot of it you do alone or you, yeah, it's not, partners will get really bored (laughs) listening to it all like my I tried to make him watch and listen a few times and his concentration span was zilch (laughs) I was like if someone was watching it was hilarious I'm like I'd look at him and his eyes would be closed and I'm like focus (laughs) so funny um but in the towards the end there's ones that are actually partnered so I'd bring him in and we'd both yeah he focused on those ones. <laughs> yeah, Awesome. And did you find out if you were having a boy or a girl before you went into labor? Yeah. So I, I don't know how people don't find out. Oh my yeah. gosh. Um, yeah. I, I was so like anticipating the day. I think I was about 23 ish weeks. So we had a gender reveal in New Zealand um, where we found out I was so sure I was having a girl the whole way. I don't know why I've just always <laughs> imagined having a girl, but yeah, we found out we were going to have a boy. Um, yeah, early on. Yeah. Awesome. Very cool. And did you end up going into labor spontaneously? Do you want to take us through that? Yeah, sure. So yes, I did. Um, so I was 39 weeks, preg- uh, 39 or four days, um, weeks pregnant. And, um, I had tried everything kind of leading up from about 37 <laughs> weeks. I started looking, I feel like we all do. I don't, I don't can't imagine anyone doesn't like I was walking around or 
my whole pregnancy really I was walking a lot um but I was doing the whole raspberry leaf tea um evening primrose oil like inserting the tablets um the whole list of everything that everyone says to try (laughs) um but on the day of that actually I reckon from about 37 weeks I thought I was gonna have this baby a lot earlier I was getting lots of period cramps um and I just felt like he was really low and yeah, period cramp type feelings. I mean, I'm um, at about 37 weeks. So even my uh, midwife said, Oh yeah, maybe you will have this baby earlier. So I had that for a few days, about 37 weeks and then nothing else until obviously I went into labor. Like it just went away again. So I've, I've heard that's quite normal. Yeah. Um, and then at 39 weeks and four days. So the, the day before I went for a really big walk around the block, um, a little bit longer than I had. So every morning I walked the dogs around the block, but I went for the big block this day mm-hmm. <laughs> up and down the hills. And I was really making, you know, having a, like making it a mission to walk as fast as I can. So I was doing that and I heard or I read that it's really good to be on your feet all day. Um, so I made sure like once I came back from my walk, I had felt this kind of weird feeling that he had dropped a little bit lower. I don't know if it was just all in my head, but it just felt like he was a little bit more engaged all of a sudden. And then for the rest of the day, I was just walking around, doing random spots like in the kitchen, just making sure or when I would sit down, I'd make sure I'd stand back up again. So I wouldn't sit down for too long. Um, and I was doing that, but still nothing crazy, you know, no crazy symptoms that I was going to go into labor that night. And I went to bed and then at a midnight, um, that night or that the next morning, I woke up from a dream. It was a really vivid dream that I had. I don't even know. It was like my uterus. Or like it was, it was just the weirdest sensation. I felt like it was being stretched or like pulled, but it was in my dream and I woke up and I didn't know if that was real or I was <laughs> dreaming. It was, it was just so strange. And then I just kind of lay there for a while. And then I like, obviously it was about 10 ish minutes that I'd lay there. And then I felt it, um, like another contraction. I was like, Oh, okay. Maybe that one wasn't like, maybe that really was a contraction. And then I lay there for a good, I don't even know how the time went on, but, um, for a while. And then I had noticed I was getting these quite strong period cramps and, um, they went on for. I didn't even know what time it was, I guess, at that point before I actually turned on my contraction timer and started timing it. And um, I'm just going to grab my contraction timer now. Um, what, even go to the bottom. So that was at one ten. So obviously about an hour, because I remember waking up at about midnight that I didn't time it for. Um, yeah. And then I was like, you know, what? I'm going to grab my phone and just time these. And so looking at this, um, the first one was 40 seconds in length of the contraction and about 12 minutes apart. The next one was a minute, then 20 minutes apart. Then the next one well, again lasted a minute. So it always lasts in a minute. Um, but the time apart was going from 20 minutes to 13 minutes, 14 minutes, 11 minutes. So they were about, yeah, very consistent though. So I had timed them from one o'clock to well, the whole way through, but to about three o'clock, I would say before, um, Willis woke up. Um, and I didn't want to wake him up too, because I, again, used, I didn't want to get him too excited because I felt like I was doing it every single night. And he was just saying, is it tonight, tonight? Um, but he had woken up from me panting quite loudly because obviously the pain was getting a little bit stronger now. And I was breathing really loudly. He woke up, um, and kind of just helped me through the rest of them for the rest of the morning. He got up and he was starting to press my back. Um, I felt um, like being on all fours really, really helped. 
um, the whole way through, actually, I couldn't not be on all fours or bent over. And he was really pressing my lower back. Um, and oh, maybe he's waking up. <laughs> um, and he was doing that. And I think we got up at about three o'clock ish. I'm not sure about the exact timeline, but we walked into the kitchen. We were both hungry and we had something to eat. And while we were up in the kitchen, um, my contractions started speeding up. So I just, I felt like I had three or four while I was up and about. And it had obviously just been on my feet, made them come, you know, stronger. Yeah. And he was holding my pack, obviously, while I was in the kitchen. Um, and then we decided, so we just kind of managed that pain for a good couple of hours before we decided, okay, you know, they're getting a little bit closer together. And when they were five minutes apart, we decided we'll call the midwife, which is what I had been told. Um, and my midwife was actually away in, oh, she was away for the weekend. So I knew that I'd have the next lady that I had met. Yeah. Um, but she was away overseas somewhere too. So the divert wasn't going through and then the next lady was away. I just thought, okay, you know what? I'll just call the hospital and see if they can get in contact with someone. I called the hospital and it was like the fourth midwife mm-hmm. um, they were able to get in contact with and she was coming in. So um, I just talked to the um, lady on the phone from the hospital and she asked me a few questions um, and then just said, yeah, okay, you know what, come in and then we'll check you. And I was like, okay, great. So this was about 4.30 and we got to the hospital at about 5 o'clock. So the car ride wasn't too bad considering I'd heard so many horror stories about the car yeah. ride. Um, so obviously wasn't in too much pain. But in saying that, the hospital isn't far away. It's only like 10 minutes away. So I probably only had two contractions in the car anyway. Um, and what I had done was actually was on all fours in the back seat. So I got my mum, it was my mum and my um, partner in the front and I sat in the back just on all fours. So a little bit dangerous. Um, <laughs> but I just found that helped because sitting down was just way too painful for me. Yeah. Um, so I did that. And then when we got to the hospital, we jumped out, my mum and I and my partner went and got a park. We walked up, which was a little bit, I remember it just being quite painful. I had a contraction or two on the way up. And when I got to the counter, I was like, hi, my name is Amber, and just spewed. So I was really nauseous at this point. So lucky I had a bucket um, and I had thrown up right at the counter in front of them, like power sucked. And then I just finished my sentence after that. <laughs> so I had I throw, started throwing up quite a bit, actually. It was, so I just like got really nauseous. Um, and they put us in another room um, to wait to just get checked and all, all the rest of it. So we did that. Um, contractions were getting closer together and stronger. And um, when I had, oh, I can't even remember, they took a long time before they checked me when we were in that um, room. But, the, yeah, just the pain was getting quite strong. Then she did all the tests and checked me, and I was three centimeters. So I was just hoping I was at least four because I didn't want them to tell me I had to go home. Mm. Um, but she said I was three. So she was like, okay, well, you can go home. And I'm thinking, no, no, no. But what else? Um, I have group or I had group B strep, whatever it's called. I was positive. Oh, yeah. That. Yeah. And so leading up to that, I thought, oh my gosh, what is this crazy thing that I've got? But it's not any disease that I thought I had. It's just <laughs> one, every four women have, it's just a certain bacteria that you carry. Um, and I was actually reluctant to do the test at the beginning anyway, but you get the choice here in Australia. I'm not sure what it's like everywhere else. 
Um, I think it's quite a new thing actually, because a lot of people don't even know about it. Um, and I got it and I was positive. So leading up to that, about 37 weeks. Um, and all that means is you've just got to have antibiotics a few hours before, I think it's like four or so hours before you actually give birth, you know, at least. So yeah. I had that and I think it's like, uh, some small percentage, I think one in 200 chance of the baby. So it's not harmful for the woman, but if the newborn gets it, and when it comes out, I think it's one in 200 chance it can cause complications. So that's all. It's not a crazy big thing, um, which I thought it was leading up to it. <laughs> um, but it actually worked in my favor at this point because I was able to stay in because obviously they wanted to, to put an antibiotics in me a little bit earlier. So I told yes. her and she's like, oh, okay. In that case, just stay. And I'm like, yes. <laughs> when um, yes. so I stayed and then she said, you know what, Amber, do you want to hop in the shower? Because my pain was getting quite strong at that point. Um, hop in the shower to just ease the pain. And I did that. And I, I think I was in the shower for a good hour or so. Like it goes so fast when you're in labor. Um, but I was in the shower and my partner was hosing me down and I was just going through the motions in there. It got, again, when I was up on my feet, the contractions just, just, I honestly felt like they sped up so much. Um, and just got so strong and they were getting about like three minutes apart at this point and just getting more and more intense. And I just could feel them getting lower. Um, my water broke in the shower as well. And then from when my water broke, it got really, really intense as it does. Um, and my midwife actually turned up at this point too. So I got there. So I was checked at about 5.30, I would say. My midwife would have got there at about 6.30. Um, it all happened really fast. Um, and then we, she said, okay, Amber, the room's ready. Do you want to move into the birthing center? So once I had finished another one of my contractions, she gave me a gown and we kind of waddled our way <laughs> into the next room. Um, and then again, was just managing the pain there. So we started uh, filling up a bath um, there. And uh, yeah, I just remember it got like, I, I started bleeding as well. I think it was like mucus blood yeah. um, um, as well at that point. And then she was telling me, I was like, oh, what's this? And she was like saying, this is actually a really good point. It means it's, you know, happening really fast. Um, a really good thing, I mean. And sorry, I'm just trying to feed him. Um, and then, yeah, so it was all a bit of a blur from there on. But I just remember the contractions were getting super strong. And I tried to hop in the bath a couple times, but they also needed to put that drip in me. So that was really oh, yeah painful as well putting that into your hand <laughs> um and then yeah it was, oh, it was a bit of a blur for me then um but I remember thinking as time went on like okay it, it was just almost uncontrollable I was screaming now at this point like really really loud um and I was kind of asking for any drug under the sun to, <laughs> to take the pain away um and yeah she was she was really, really chill, which I guess I've got to be, but it was like, no, I need something right now. Like this is happening <laughs> yeah. so fast. Um, but because the only time they checked me, I was, um, three centimeters. So she hadn't checked me again. And she told me later on that I had told her not to check me, but I don't remember saying that at all. Like, I just think I may have said, like, I can't do it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so they hadn't checked me at all. And when I asked, okay, can I have the epidural? She said, let's just try to have the gas first. So I tried that. And I, at this point it was, I was in so much pain on the ground. Um, 
and I couldn't even breathe it in. So it, it wasn't even necessarily the gas made me feel sick. I just couldn't do the breathing. Like taking deep breaths made me feel really nauseous. So yeah. I tried that once and that didn't, like, I couldn't even do it. Like the, the one time I said, no, 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 like this isn't going to work. Anyway, she said, okay, Amber, let's check you. So I got up and she did all the checks. And at this point I was seven centimeters. So obviously I was in so much pain because I had hit like that transition phase. <laughs> yeah. um, and then I was like, okay, so what does this mean? Like, can I still get the epidural? And she said, yeah, we can still get the epidural. And I was like, okay, good. Like I need it now. Anyway, from seven centimeters, like this was probably at quarter past seven. So I had got there at five o'clock. I was seven centimeters um, by seven o'clock. Um, and I, from seven centimeters, I feel like it was about half an hour. So it must have been seven thirty before I was ready to push. Like it just happened so oh fast. <laughs> um, and I just, even at seven centimeters, I was like, oh my gosh, I feel this urge to push. And I think I had a few more contractions. She's like, okay, Amber, let's hop into the bath now. Um, this baby is hard work. Um, <laughs> hop into the bath now and, um, you know, just in case. And so the bath was taking so long to, um, <laughs> taking so long to fill up. And at this point I was like, okay, no, I'm going to need to push like right now. And because she had only checked me at seven centimeters, I didn't know, like, is it, can I push now? Am I going to tear? Yeah, you know, yeah. like, you just go with your body. So I don't know how long, you know, you really don't have a concept of time at this point, but when I was like, okay, I'm going to have to push. She said, Amber, you have to get out of the bath. Now we're going to have to put you in the shower because it wasn't full enough. Yeah. Um, and so I was like, okay, okay. I didn't even feel like I could do it, but Willis helped me and moved me into the shower. And I, and there was two contractions I had in the shower. First one, he, was obviously dropping really low. They could see his head in the next one. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to push now. Um, and the midwife said, okay, Amber, in this, this next contraction, I want you to push as hard as you can. Um, so obviously she had assessed that it was okay, you know, to push at this point. Um, and I did. And, oh, my gosh, the pain was extreme. <laughs> um, I'm not going to lie. Like I was just standing there. So I'm, I'm in the shower standing up against holding onto a chair. and um, so the midwife was behind me. Willis was holding me on my side and I just push and, and this pain, like the ring of fire at this point is so intense. Like the, obviously it's like the pinnacle, like the extreme, most yeah. painful part of the whole experience. Um, but in my head, I was like, you know what? I have to push through this pain as hard as I can, or else I'm going to have to keep going through this, you know? <laughs> yeah. And so I pushed with everything and in one push I got him out which was craziest experience like so painful um but once you once he came out and it was just just the most insane feeling um she put him through my legs um gave him to my arms and I just sat there on the chair for a bit like kind of doing this weird screamy cry thing that I was doing (laughs) but just in total shock and uh just the most beautiful thing ever like the most same amount of pain ever but just the most beautiful thing ever at the same time yeah but yeah <laughs> oh I think I honestly there's so much to it like it's as well like in that point from seven to ten centimeters the pain was so extreme like I got to the point too which was really interesting where I was no longer like crying for Willis I was crying for my mum, which was really interesting so yeah. it shows you they tell you at that point like you're ready to go home and that's what I was doing I was like I can't do this anymore like 
And at that point, my mum and Willis were both crying. I didn't know, but they told me after because I was just like, I can't, I'm, I'm done. I can't do this. And then I'm like, mum, help me. So poor my mum, just trying to be brave. <laughs> yeah. Um, but insane, like insane, all of that, like looking back onto it, I think we were all three of us really calm. Yeah. Um, and that's what my mum said, like they would have been really kind of, blown away by how chill we were like it went so fast but yes I was in pain and crying but we were all really positive and really happy so that may as well have been of the hypnobirthing thing I did or just me in general um and I think that worked in our favor as well everything was so calm and it all happened really fast I was really chill about everything kind of you know what I'm trying to say (laughs) um and they say you know that may have been why it happened really fast instead of being really stressed out um, and prolonging it. But anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I wonder if it came from your, um, I guess the hypnobirthing course that you did and yeah. trying to take that fear away and maybe allowing your body to, um, dilate and move through that process. Because I know sometimes, um, I'm doing a hypnobirthing course at the moment too. And they talk about, yeah. um, the way that you feel like if you're feeling really stressed and fearful, then your body struggles mm-hmm. to continue to drop the baby down. So maybe yeah. that's, yeah, another reason why it was so fast. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, I learned all about that too. And maybe like at the time I didn't think that I was doing that. You know what I mean? Like I didn't yeah. think I'm being so chill right now, but <laughs> it, <laughs> I think so. I think they definitely played a good part in that. Yeah. Awesome. And yeah. how big was he when he was born? He was little, so he's still <laughs> little. I'm holding him right now and he's, I actually don't, we haven't weighed him, but he's still wearing four zeros. Yeah. So, and he's a month old. So he, um, was six pound, 6.25, I think, off the yeah. top of my head. That's my yeah. two And he, um, if he was a little bit smaller, we would have had to stay in. Um, but yeah, we were actually shocked too. My midwife said, I'm so surprised he's that small because all my uh, measurements going through were like really normal. Yeah. But no, just a little baby. And I'm glad if yeah. he was any bigger. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what, um, happened after that? So you were in the shower and, um, you said that yeah. you sort of sat on the seat there for a while. What was the next sort of couple of hours like for you? Yeah. So she, um, then told me, okay, let's take you back to the bed now. So they, oh, I had felt like there were so many people in the room at this point, <laughs> which there was, I think Willis said he was real nervous. Um, because yeah. I think it's just the normal process though because she called everyone in and you're saying, Oh no, something's wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but no, that's obviously what they do and they help you. And at that point, actually the, the, um, anesthetist, how do you even say it? Anesthetist yeah. <laughs> um, came in with the epidural once I had had the baby and he's like, Oh, <laughs> a little bit late. It's like, Oh my gosh. But I'm yeah. so glad I didn't get it in the end. Obviously you just feel like you need it in that transition yeah. phase. Um, but then we, yeah, we went to the bed and they did all their checks. I just had so many people like wiping my, like mascara off my face and all the crying. (laughs) It was really nice of her actually. Um, and just kind of doing everything they need to. I don't even know. I was just in a whole nother world. I had him like doing skin to skin. Um, and like that for a while. So they were then checking me, um, for tears and everything and, with the bleeding and she told me, she's like, Amber, you haven't torn once. I just remember oh her gosh. face. She's like, Amber, like, I, you are insane. And I was like, no, like, yeah, that's what I just said, whatever. And she's like, no, I'm going to get someone in else in to check too. 
but you're looking really good anyway. Yeah. Another lady in, came in and then they checked and yeah, I had a couple of little grazes, but I hadn't even torn. So <laughs> they were just in shock and I was in shock yeah. one push and I hadn't torn like this. It kind of all went exactly how I wanted to, which was really unusual because a lot of the time it doesn't. And I was yeah. really open to the fact that that could happen. Um, but no, so I had a really like little bleeding. I hadn't torn. Um, I also, she also asked me, do I want to deliver the placenta, um, naturally? And I said, yes. So I don't really know how long it took before it came out. And she, she just asked me to do another couple pushes and then it came out. And yeah, I just had him on me for a long time, um, before I tried to start feeding him. And then they, yeah, did the tests and Willis got to hold them. And it was honestly, I was just on cloud nine at this point. I don't even, yeah. Yeah. I can't even really remember much. Like it was, it was amazing though. Yeah. Awesome. And how long did you end up staying in the hospital for? (laughs) Another hour. And then we got to go home. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And that was exactly my plan too. So because everything went well, um, and it was such a, like such an, I guess textbook, you know, good um, birth. I was able, and the tearing wasn't bad and everything. I was able to go home. Sorry, he's making lots of noises. It's okay. No it's worries. <laughs> um, he, I mean, sorry, she said, if you like wait a little bit, I, they had to like ask me to pee in a thing, um, big cup thing um, before I had to go. So I had to drink a big bottle of water and do that just so they knew that everything was kind of working. Yeah. Um, then I was able to go home. So I had got there at the hospital at about five o'clock and we left before 12. So about 1130. Wow. Amazing. <laughs> so it was really fast. And I was like, yes, like I just didn't want to stay at the hospital. So it was so good for me once we got everything done and did all our tests and everything. Um, yeah, they let us go home. And so I just kind of went home and lay on the couch after that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. And how did he go with, um, latching on initially? Good, good at the start. Yeah. So he, well, it was all good from what the midwives were saying. So I, obviously I was so new to it. I wasn't really understanding if it was all right or not. Um, but yeah. she said it was all good. Um, however, the days after is, I think a lot of women go through, like it was quite painful and, um, I just had to be really persistent because he wouldn't latch right and that sort of thing. But after I reckon like four or five days, I had got it kind of under control. Yeah. Awesome. And how were you feeling um, emotionally, I guess, like once you get home and your whole life has changed and you've got this tiny little baby to look after, um, how was your emotional recovery? And I guess you're still going through that being um, four or five weeks on. Yeah. So it was definitely, like I definitely got the baby blues at the start and it's only just fading now. Um, which just, and it honestly just feels like your hormones are all over the place. Like, like it is yeah. the time of the month, you know, when you're just quite, um, kind of anxiousy and just upset of just really little things. It just feels like, yeah, it feels like it's the time of the month pretty much. Yeah. Um, and then you're just like, oh, you know, what has just happened? And once that initial shock factor has gone, um, it just slows down and it's like you've gone from such a high to such a, not necessarily a low, but you know, it just drops. Yeah. So you definitely feel that way. And I was quite like, I remember the next day I just started crying over nothing. Like I was in bed and just cried. Like I don't even know what I was crying about, (laughs) but just like, I'm so happy and so in love with him too. And I had no problem in that way. 
but you just feel like you just need a big cuddle and Wills was just cuddling me. And yeah, I had that a couple times early on. Um, but after that, it was more so just little random anxious spells that I'd get more than anything. And I actually lost yeah. my appetite as well for a good few weeks. Like oh, I just okay. did not feel hungry. Um, and then, yeah, after that, like it's what it's been four weeks now, I'm getting a little bit of it, but I feel better. Like I'm, yeah. I'm always positive anyway. So for me, it sucks because I don't want to feel like that, but <laughs> you kind of can't help it. And you just, at least, you know, like I knew what it was and yeah. knew that it was going to end. Yeah. yeah. And were you, does your midwife visit you after he's born or? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So they visit me every day for that first week um, and just kind of check up on me and check him and did all his tests and he was really well and, and everything and helped me with the latching at the start. Um, but then after that, then a nurse comes and does his weight and then that's it really. So there's yeah. nothing else until he's six weeks and I have to take him actually to get all his checks done and all the rest of it. Yeah. Awesome. And what about your physical recovery? So obviously you didn't have any tearing, which is so awesome, but how were you feeling um, physically? How have you found that? So again, like pretty good too, because of, yeah, the tearing I think is a big part. So I had prepared myself for the worst really. Yeah. Um, When it comes to that, like in saying that, like you bleed a lot, no matter what. Um, So that all was happening for a good while. I was wearing those kind of adult nappies to manage that. And um. And yeah, like I was in pain, but I don't think I was in that much pain because my pregnancy, my labor, sorry, was really fast. Like it wasn't like I endured everything I did for such a long time where my body felt like it got hit by a car. (laughs) I still felt okay. Maybe that was like, maybe the fact that I was quite fit helped me with that and strong, you know, I'm not sure. Um, but I didn't feel too bad, like quite fragile and sore at the start but it only lasted a few days and then it was just the bleeding you know really over anything and the oh no the the engorgement with the breastfeeding that was the worst oh my goodness yeah (laughs) yeah that when the milk came in about like four three days holy moly (laughs) yeah so the midwives are helping me with that too. So just putting ice packs on my boobs, they were just ginormous. Yeah. I'm the big anyway, but just <laughs> when the milk came in, oh, the pain. And they're trying to feed through that is really hard as well. But I just manage it with like ice packs and massages and that sort of thing and hot showers and just trying to hand express as well. Yeah. Yeah. And do you plan on seeing like a woman's health physio or anything like that? Or you feel confident that you're sort of naturally healing? Okay. I think I, well, I've been told to, so I think I should, (laughs) um, maybe at the like five weeks, six week mark, I probably, yeah, I haven't really thought too much about it yet. Um, I am eager to get back into everything, but because I go, I do train quite hard. I probably should. So yeah, I need to look into that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And is there anything else that you wanted to share in terms of either your birth journey or your, um, postpartum period? Um, well, if, if anything, I just, and a few people have asked me the same question. I just think again, having that really kind of calm mentality helped me so much. Like our mind is such a powerful thing. So just being calm and understanding that this is so natural and just kind of I know it's hard, but enjoying the process um, yeah. really helped me with having a really good 
labor as well as walking around and moving around. I think that honestly made such a difference in speeding it up. Um, every time I'd walk around, like my contractions were getting closer together. So obviously that just helped speed yeah. everything along. Um, I think, yeah, that both of those things more than anything helped me the most, as well as, um, having a like good support when you're there, that really helps like choosing the right support people. Um, yeah. both my mom and my partner was just so helpful and that just, you know, made, I guess you're in such a like blur, but it just <laughs> really helps to have that kind of positive, you know, affirmations around you and, and everything as well. So I think, yeah, in terms of like getting through the labor, if you're wanting to do it naturally, I think that's the best way. Um, yeah. And when I, a lot of people ask me like, would you do it with an epidural next time um, or natural? Like I think in terms of managing the, the pain, like epidural can sometimes be good, but it, it can prolong things. It, it can also make it a lot easier too. Um, but I'm just glad I didn't get it in the end and just got through that. Cause obviously it is short term pain, just or pressure. They call it, um, <laughs> in hypnobirthing. Um, and yeah. And then I guess if I had the epidural, I would have had to stay in the hospital as well. I wouldn't have been able to walk around yeah. and yeah, that, then maybe when you're pushing, you can't feel it as much. And like you could tear, I don't know. There's so many variables to it, but I just think, yeah, with getting a really good labor, I just, just trusting your body and just being positive and letting things happen. I know a lot of the time it doesn't go to plan, but those things helped me like for me as well. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that you have a really lovely story and interesting for people in New Zealand to hear the slight differences between our healthcare system and Australia's healthcare system. Mm -hmm. And I think, um, I've watched your birth vlog on YouTube and yeah. just cried the whole time. Like yeah, I just, I, I can imagine it being me, but also it's just yeah. like, um, it's an emotional time and, and you're so strong throughout that whole thing. So really grateful that you've come on the podcast and, um, shared your story with us. So thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of the Kiwi Birth Tales podcast. I really hope you enjoyed it. I'd love to hear your feedback, so either leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening on or head to our Instagram at KiwiBirthTales and leave a comment there. If you're interested in sharing your birth tale, then please head to the Instagram page and use the email link to get in touch. Thanks again for listening. I really look forward to sharing the next episode with you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.